Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today I have with me Bailey... Haslam, do I say that yeah. right? Do it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Bailey is a qualified personal trainer and she works with women just to help them become a strong, confident version of themselves, which I think is absolutely amazing. And um, Bailey has a very holistic and balanced approach to her clients achieving their health goals as well, which I think is absolutely amazing. So welcome, Bailey. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, absolutely. So did you want to start off by giving us a little bit of a background history about yourself and your own health journey? What got you to where you are today? Yeah, sure. So I, um, I'm Canadian. I live in Australia. I am 28. I have two kids, seven and four. Um, but I, in high school, I had a very bad relationship with food and I was very restrictive and it consumed my every thought. Um, and I never had like diagnosed eating disorders, but I definitely was participating in those kind of um habits um and i i don't know if the i hope it has changed since i was in high school but the goal was always to be for like all of us very very skinny mm, there was like yeah. this i don't know what 100 um, pounds is in kilos but that was just like the goal weight everyone had for some reason um and just the skinnier the better and the more skinny you got the more compliments you got and you're just like i love like the feeling just you got really addicted to that feeling. Um, So obviously that's very unhealthy. (laughs) Um, And I had, yeah, um, some issues with uh, drug abuse and stuff like that as well. Um, And that all started with like in hopes to get skinnier and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I had a very yeah bad relationship with food. Um, And then I fell pregnant when I was about 20. It was a a lovely surprise. And yeah, I pretty much went from there. Like I had no idea about health and fitness. Like I thought, you know, I had to do lots of cardio, eat a lot of salad and that was it. And like, I just mm. thought, you know, it's a un, um, unenjoyable process. Like mm-hmm. it, it was just, you, you, you ate to get to a certain goal and you burned off your calories and that's just like how it was. Um, so when I got into more strength training, um, the number on the scale used to like dictate how I felt. Yeah. And the stronger I got, the more I was like, I, I don't care what the scale says. I just want to hit PBs. I want to get stronger so in the gym. And it was just like such a good, empowering feeling. Um, and it pretty much went from there. And everyone, people would ask me, what are you doing? How'd you, how'd you do that? And I was like, oh, like, people want to hear what I have mm. to say. So I was like, I can actually help people because if you've had a bad relationship with food, which most of us have, Mm -hmm. you know how horrible that feels and you just don't want anyone to feel like that. So Mm -hmm. if you can help them, then that's like the best job you can have. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think when you're so focused on the number on the scales, you're never satisfied either. Whereas when you're hitting like those PBs in the gym, it's a different 
feeling and a different sensation where you're like holy shit like i am actually like achieving things like and you you there's you can keep growing and keep progressing in a healthy way rather than it being like okay well i've got to this weight on the scales now i still am not happy with myself i'm still not happy with food let's keep going like let's keep let's yeah. restrict even more let's like and it's just a spiraling effect and i think as well you know what you mentioned about not ever being diagnosed with an eating disorder as well but definitely dabbling in like some of the disordered eating patterns and behaviors I think that is so common. And I think for a lot of young women, it's so easy for us to kind of be like, oh, well, I'm not technically diagnosed, so I don't have to do anything about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> when it could be having such large impacts on your health, mentally and physically. And you're right. When you actually heal your relationship with food, and I always say this, you literally gain your life back. Like the oh. feeling and the freedom is just next to none. Yeah. Like, I mean, food is such a big part of our lives and it always mm. will be. And for that to just have such a power over you and how you feel is just the worst feeling ever. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you started weight training, did the food side of it kind of come into a way of thinking about it in the way of I'm feeling my body to help with the workouts, to progress and to get stronger? Yeah. Yeah, because before it was always like, oh, I want to be X amount of weight. Mm. Um, and then I realized, like, I need more energy to get stronger with my lifts. Um, and that became my main focus. And like I said before, like, the number on the scale dictated how I felt. Like, if I got on the scale in the morning and it was up, I ruined my whole day. Like, mm -hmm. and that's just so, so crazy. Because no one gives a shit what you weigh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I no, swear a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. No one, cares, no one cares what you weigh. No one like checks your the tag on your clothes. Like no one goes, oh, I actually don't like you because you're five mm -hmm. kilos over what I think is a standard. So it's just so silly. But um, yeah, I realized like okay, I actually have to eat, um, fuel my body to lift heavier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I I remember for me personally as well. I went through that phase of training fasted like every single day as well because there was something that went around in a magazine or something one day that was like, oh, you'll lose more weight if you train fasted, which FYI is not, not true at all. Yeah. And then when I got out of that and the very first time that I ate a proper meal before I lifted weight, I was like, where has all of this energy come from? I, I can lift so much heavier after I've eaten. And that was a massive switch for me to be like, yes, this is proven that you actually, when you feel your body right, you can actually put more effort into your training and you can get stronger. Yeah, for sure. So when it does come to strength training, what do you see like the main benefits of incorporating strength training for women? Um, I mean, there's a wide range of benefits. Mm. First would be like strength, obviously. Um, and number two, a lot of the movements we do in strength training are movements that we do every single day. Squatting yeah. down, hinging at the hips, like lifting things you know um so that can improve your just overall health and it can also prevent risk of injuries um which is a big thing uh it also helps with bone density um and obviously the older we get the more we're prone to injuries and falls and um you know bones being weaker um so it is really important that we have that good um foundation from the get-go so that we mm -hmm. don't get, you know, very frail and <laughs> when we get older. Um, and then also with the um, mental side of things, like it helps mm -hmm. reduce stress, 
anxiety, um, depression, things like that with, with all exercise um, as well. So yeah, it's super important. Mm. So many benefits of it. And I saw somebody post the other day and they were talking about how they're doing strength training now, not necessarily for the looks of it, but rather so that they can hop on and off the toilet by themselves when they're 80 years old. And I was like, yeah, actually, that's such a cool way to look at it. Yeah. Because we forget to look that far into the future sometimes, be like, well, what I do now actually impacts how I'm living when I'm that age. Yeah, 100%. And I think people also like maybe older generations think, oh, I'm too old now to start. And one of my clients is 62 years old and she started with me when she was 60 and she is the strongest client (laughs) I have. And she is absolutely amazing, like deadlifting 100 kilos for reps. Like she's so strong and she's just like, yeah, she's shocked. She's like, I can't believe it took me this long, but (laughs) what what a queen. That's awesome. I know. know. Yeah. You're never too old guys. (laughs) Mm, I think that's such an important message. One thing I always hear a lot about as well is the fear of going into the weight section at the gym as a female. Yeah, it definitely can prevent a lot of people from starting. Like strength training would be a, a great thing for me to do. But every time I walk into that, weight section of the gym freaks me out so do you have any tips of how to kind of overcome that fear yeah I think um just the way we're going the direction we're going as a generation is you know you do see a lot more females in the gym and Mm. like it was super cool the other day we were at the gym and the owner was like let's get a photo because it was all females like there was like 20 of us there there wasn't a single male like it was so cool um But yeah, we're really shifting away from like the cardio sections for females and the weight (laughs) sections for males. Um, So that seeing that shift is really good and helpful as well. But I would make sure you find a gym, like go look at a few gyms, find a gym that you feel comfortable in, um, because some can be more like bro vibes, I guess. But um, just finding a gym you feel comfortable in, going with someone, even seeing a PT, I mean, I'm by, I'm, I'm a PT, so obviously I'm going to say that, but it is actually very helpful. Even if you do three sessions in a row with them, it's getting you to the gym. It's getting you comfortable with that environment. And then another thing I would say is, you know, just go to the gym for five minutes every day, go for five minutes. And then soon it'll turn to 10 minutes. Even if you're not doing weights, just get comfortable with the environment. Um, and that will help a lot as well. Um, also, you know, grabbing a pair of dumbbells, going to a quieter area, like that to start is amazing. Um, and I feel like it can be really intimidating because we just lack knowledge around it. So our biggest fear is to look silly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so really learning the basics and getting someone to help you with form and building that confidence with form will help a lot. Mm, and understanding, I guess, some of the machines and all of that as well would help. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I love that because the gym can be a place, obviously, for absolutely everyone, and all of those tips would help so much to build up that confidence to go into that area. And at the end of the day, like, everyone is there. We would hope everyone is there to kind of benefit themselves and become a better version of themselves. I think a lot of the time we can 
almost make up some of the stories in our head that that person is watching us when really they're probably just so focused on themselves and what people are thinking of them, just as you are so focused on you thinking about what other people are thinking of you. Like, you know, everybody's in their own head. Oh, 100%. It's, it's, it's all mind game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess like what you just mentioned about finding a PT or getting somebody to show you the formula, all of that might go hand in hand with where somebody should start off as well when it comes to strength training and weight training. Yeah, um, it can, if you're doing it wrong, it can be very dangerous. Um, But obviously starting out, your weights will be quite low. So Mm -hmm. the risk of hurting yourself is low. But I, um, for example, never got a coach. I never got anyone to train me or teach me, which I should have because I hurt myself like every couple months. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was normal. I was like, oh, "Oh." like pulled my back. Oh, that's part of it when really it's not. Um, so if you can get someone to at least help you with the basic movements, those squat patterns, um, hip um, hinging patterns, things like that, that are the most important part. If you can get that down, then most exercises you will be able to do. Um, so yeah, just definitely getting someone to help you with form because you can really hurt yourself. Mm. And then things obviously like progressive overload and all of that as well would definitely be important, which I think someone coming in, not really knowing the structure of all of that, again, getting help would help you to have that guide to almost go into the gym, knowing what you're going to do. Yeah. That's another thing, like going into the gym already, not knowing what to do already, Mm. like so nervous and not having a plan is just, would yeah throw you off for sure (laughs) and also if you go in with a plan that you know is going to help you progress it will help build your confidence and your motivation because if you're just doing the same thing over and over for months on end and you're not seeing any progress at all that's very disheartening right Mm, of course because our minds are wired to want that recognition that we can see that improvement I guess it's the same on a weight loss journey like you keep going if you can see that the weight loss is happening. So same with weight training or strength training, when you can see that you're lifting heavier or using heavier weights, it's that, oh yeah, great. Like I'll keep going back and I'll keep doing this. Yeah, for sure. So talking about weight loss, what, and I don't know, do you also help your clients with the nutrition side of it all? Like what do you see the link between strength training and weight loss? Um, well, strength training, like I don't know if you've done a high rep, high rep session, but <laughs> holy, that feels like cardio. And I think we're very like um, wired to think if you're not sweating and dying mm. on the floor at the end of your session, then it wasn't beneficial and it didn't do yeah. anything, which isn't true at all. Um, and actually the more, you know how you see people who are really muscular and they eat like 3000 calories and you're like, how does, how is that possible? Well, yeah. when we have more muscle, we actually naturally just burn more calories throughout the day so you know the more muscle you have the more you can eat and stay a certain body composition that you may like um yeah I also do help (laughs) my clients um yeah I do um flexible dieting which you know that's what I teach but I I understand that there's other avenues and stuff but yeah that's what I like to teach my clients but I do like to really um focus on higher calories and Mm. I go 
I do um, building phases for myself. And that's the, my favorite phase to show on my social media. My dieting phase, I don't really talk about much. I just feel like, you know, there's so many other people doing that. So that's for them. And mm -hmm. I really like to showcase my building phases. So like eating and knowing that the scale is going to go up, like the whole purpose of it is putting on weight. Yeah. Um, and there's just something really empowering about being okay with putting on weight and know, like, you know, you're doing it on purpose yeah. Um, yeah. and just feeling okay with that. But so that's what I really like to drive my clients towards. Like they come to me with weight loss goals, which they do achieve with going through, um, you know, strength training and building these good habits. But we totally shift the um, mindset away from care. They come to me saying, okay, I want to be five kilos lighter. But then after a couple months, they don't even care anymore. They're like, oh my God, I hit a PB and my body's changing and all these things. And awesome. your body and the thing with strength training is your body composition can com uh, completely change and your weight can stay the same. Like mm -hmm. I've never felt or looked as good as I have before and I'm 15 kilos heavier than two years ago mm, I think that's such a hard thing for a lot of people to wrap their head around sometimes yeah but it's such a important message that you are showcasing which I think is great and that building phase as well do you get a lot of clients that have to go through a reverse diet as well if they've been dieting for such a long period of time eating minimal minimal calories do you yeah. help them go through that reverse dieting phase? Yeah, yeah. We do a lot of reverse dieting as well. Um, and they're just like shocked that they're <laughs> eating so much. And yeah. sometimes they're actually losing because their body's like, oh my God, you're giving me fuel. And you move so like you move so much more than you know. Like when you've been dieting for so long, your body's holding on to as much energy as it possibly can. And the little things like touching your hair and playing with pens and getting up to go to the fridge or whatever it may be, like you don't do that as much when your calories mm -hmm. are lower, these little things that you don't realize. So when you're actually fueling your body properly, you move so much more. And yeah. people think like the um, exercise that they're doing is the only way they're burning calories when really it's like 10% of their daily calories burned it's crazy yeah and two-thirds of your daily intake food intake goes to just quite literally keeping your body alive and functioning like your heart pumping your brain functioning you know your kidneys detoxing um, whatever it is like two-thirds of your food so yeah. that is just such a large amount which goes to show and then all of the other things like that we do like what you said whether it's talking with your hands or doing those small movements, we are burning energy. So you have to make sure that you are actually fueling your body adequately. And a lot, a lot of the diets out there, they put you on calories that are way too low. And I always describe in the way of like, if you are going on a diet that's telling you to eat 1,200 calories, think about it in the way that a small child needs that amount to yeah. go through their day. So as like a fully grown adult, you should be eating significantly more. Yeah. And I have people coming to me saying like they've been put on that. And I was like, have you ever questioned why? Mm -hmm. Like people, I think they're scared to question their coaches when in reality, like 
do it. I love Mm -hmm. when my clients ask me questions because they're paying me for a service and they should know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because if I can't tell them that, then what are they learning? Yeah, I don't I don't want people to be with me forever. Like I want them to learn the skills and then be able to do it on their own and Mm -hmm. live this balanced lifestyle that they want. Um, So I think that is the downfall. A lot of the times is they put them on these crash diets because they want good results. They want good before and after photos, good testimonials, all of that stuff. But then it's like, okay, how's your client doing two months after leaving you? They've probably gained the weight and then some. So because 90% of these diets are designed to fail. So they want you to come back because they want your money, that repetition of you. And I worked in a large weight loss company for four years and literally that's all I saw. They will just, you know, burn you. So then you leave, you regain all the weight, you come back. And it just, for some of these women, it had been happening since they were in their teens and now are 60s or 70s. And they're still in that cycle and it's just never been broken because for them and these companies, they will make you believe that it's your fault as well. You're the problem, not the diet. So when you leave the diet and you put all all that weight back on, it's because you haven't had that diet there with you because that's the solution. That's the magical answer to all of your life problems, which is quite toxic, but it's hard to get out of that cycle once you're in it. Yeah, 100%. And there's the, you know, we, we want quick fixes and mm-hmm. we want it now, but if we just did it the right way the first time, yes. we would have gone it a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And it, even if it takes you longer to get to those results, wouldn't it be better to spend the time now? If it takes, let's say it takes you 12 months, but you're learning everything, you know how to have that balance, you've got sustainable results rather than spending the next 10, 15 years continuing going in and out of those crash diets because one doesn't work. So then you jump on another one and then jump on another one. Like, yeah, spend the time, do it properly. hundred percent. And also it's like, once you get to that goal, you know, you still need to maintain that goal, which is honestly Mm -hmm. in my eyes, the hardest part for people because they think I need to hit this goal and then I can just go back to doing what I was doing before. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. (laughs) Yeah. You have to make it sustainable. And you're right. The, maintenance mindset is so different to being in that mindset of weight loss or that mindset of specifically wanting to get to this goal do you have any tips for anybody that is going into that maintenance mindset of how to kind of go about your day-to-day life i suppose for everyone the end goal is to just be happy and have balance um and i think a big thing is just learning how to love yourself um, mm-hmm. no matter any stage you're in. Like I, I appreciate my body so much and what it does for me. Um, and so if I am 10 kilos heavier, like sure, I might not like like it, but I'm okay with it because, mm. you know, I just, I can accept my, I feel like the biggest thing is accepting your body wherever it is and if you want to change it that's completely fine but just be okay with where it is now it's a really big big thing I think mm-hmm. 100% agree and I think there's a massive difference between body acceptance and self-love as well because self-love is definitely promoted a lot and I think it's so important but I also think it's important to note that you might not love every single part of your body 
and that that's mm. actually okay. We're yeah. only human, but you can actually accept yourself. Mm. Exactly what you said. For right now, where you are, wherever that might be on your journey. Yeah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. A lot of myths get thrown around about strength training. Biggest one, and I still hear, I thought we were, you know, going out of the space, and I love the shift that is happening, but one that I still hear so often is, but won't strength training make me super muscly as a woman like the guys? What are some of the common myths that you hear? And, like, let's bust some of these. Yeah, the bulky one gets me. Mm -hmm. I was like, I... (laughs) I've been trying for three years to get bulky guys. <laughs> like I'm trying. <laughs> um, and it's funny, like, it's, yeah, even like talking to my mom, you know, she's like, oh, I don't want to get too big. And I'm like, you won't. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's very hard. And I think also we forget or we just don't know, but like a lot of people are on steroids and things like mm-hmm. that, um, which is I mean, fine, like do what you want to do. That's completely fine. But I feel like we need to be a bit more open about it. But yeah. that bulky look that people see, they're on something. Because for us, especially as females, like it's not, like it's just not possible for us to get to that. So mm-hmm. we forget about that. Um, what else? I get, oh, there's the one that um, if you, children not children but teens if they start mm. strength training too young yeah um, it will stunt their growth which yes. is 100% not true <laughs> I think um yeah starting them young is amazing mm. building that strength from touching young there's so yeah. many mm. and I was just gonna say um you know like imagine if us as like teenagers or whatever we learned that, you know, the gym's a place where we can de-stress and it's a place we can go to help when we're feeling anxious or whatever it may be and just have it like a normal place, like, and just being grown up like that. I think that would be so cool. And then so many young women, especially wouldn't be scared of the gym in their twenties um, or their thirties or their forties because they're used yes. to it. Yes, absolutely. Something that could definitely be taught. And I think then it would teach habits from such a young age as well, that this is a healthy habit that you can implement in your lifestyle. And people will then carry that throughout their adulthood rather than trying to create that habit amongst their crazy busy lifestyle as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. It's just part of your part of your life. Mm. Nah, that would be awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about strength training and self-confidence as well, because I know that the two can definitely be linked together what's your experience on those two um i yeah i've built so much confidence through strength training because i think the main thing is that it is honestly like the most empowering thing i've ever done like just to be like like i can carry weights and my husband can't carry and things like that (laughs) and it's just like yeah i can do that um so it's really empowering which helps with your self-confidence i feel Um, And then also the fact that it just completely changes your body composition. Like it's, it's just crazy what it can do if that's what your goal is. Um, And yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, pretty amazing. Mm. And I think as well, like even taking that time to go to the gym to, or even if it's a workout at home with whatever you have at home, like that is a little bit of self-care for yourself as well. Like that is you physically proving to yourself that 
you actually do have respect for yourself. And I think mm. so often, you know, there's things thrown around like, oh, but do your daily affirmations and all of those things, which are great, but actions speak so much louder than words. And if you're physically proving to yourself that you will actually schedule in time into your days to show up for yourself, to go in the sense of achieving those goals or changing your body composition or whatever that goal is that you have, like you're proving to yourself that you will put yourself first. Yeah, 100%. And especially as like, you know, as as mothers and, and women who are building businesses and things like that, um, just to take that time out for yourself and not feel guilty to mm-hmm. do that. I do get a lot of women saying like, you know, I feel guilty, I'm taking time out of my family and all that stuff. But in reality, you're actually doing them a, um, a favor. Like if I don't, train or if I don't go for a walk or I don't find like 20 to 60 minutes for myself a day like I'm not a nice mom (laughs) (laughs) like I'm angry um so yeah just kind of like it's not selfish to look after yourself Mm -mm. no and there definitely is a stigma around it that needs to be broken because you can't expect to be the best version of yourself to other people if you don't top your cup up first yeah for sure mm-hmm. so self-confidence mindset mm-hmm. what do you feel like because I'm assuming you work a lot of with mindset with a lot of your clients on their health journeys why do you feel like it's such an important part of a health journey so when I first started out it was very much like just do the workouts and eat the food and like what the <laughs> heck like why aren't you getting it yeah so I found it hard to get my clients actual results because I didn't have that mindset aspect because my, me and myself, I was still learning it, I suppose. But the past like year or so, I've just uh, light bulb moment. I'm like, it's not about the food. It's not about the exercise. (laughs) Like it's the mindset. If your mindset isn't there, then you're not going to get the rest of it. And Mm -hmm. we use food for so many things. We use it to de-stress. We use it Um, If we lack control in our lives, we use it as something we can control. Like there's just so many emotional reasons why we use food. So to get to the bottom of why we're doing it, because the why we do so many things is quite rooted into us, usually goes back to childhood and all of that stuff. So you think, oh, I'm just lazy. Why can't I work out? But really there's more to it, you know? So once you like pull back the layers and get to the, actual issue and you can work past that then the whole exercise and food part is easy Mm, yeah and I think motivation and discipline also come to the mindset side of it as well kind of like what you're saying and motivation ebbs and flows comes and goes and on those days that you're not motivated you have to dig into that discipline and that stems from your your mindset yeah and our minds uh do crazy things things to us so if you can have a strong mindset you can do anything Mm. and you yeah and you can train your mind just like you can train any other muscle in your body and I think it's something that is so easily overlooked especially with the crash diets because we do want something quick and we want something really easy to do as well doing mindset work can be really fucking hard because especially if you know you peel back the first layer of the onion and you're like oh my god I have so much else to work on underneath that's uncomfortable like that's mm. stuff that like you have to sit with and you have to work through 
But if you want to maintain your results long term, it's something that is necessary on that journey. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, it's definitely something I've learned over the year. But um, yeah, it's it's so important. Like probably the biggest aspect of everything we do. Mm. Yeah. And I guess if you can almost train and strengthen your mind in the aspect of your health journey, like imagine what else you could take to the next level in your life, whether it's your career, your relationships, friendships, whatever it is. I think it's just a starting point. And I think your health journey is a great way to start with that mindset shift. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Okay. Well, I have some quick fire questions for you. Sure. Are you ready for them? Yeah. What is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up? Oh, have coffee for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. What is one thing that everyone can do every day to improve their life? Um, eat more whole foods and go walking more. Mm, yeah, walks. Yeah. Yeah. So good for um, mindset, mental health. Yeah. What is your favorite quote and why? Um, everything happens for a reason. Um, I strongly believe this, even if it's a really painful situation, most definitely something we can learn from. Um, so it's usually a lesson uh, for us, but I definitely yeah, believe that even if it doesn't seem like it at the time, like five years down the track, you're like, okay, I can see why this happened. Mm, yeah. Everything happens for a reason. I love that. Always teaching us a lesson in some way. Yeah, for sure. One question that I do love to ask all my podcast guests is in the distant future, when you're looking back at your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you will be most proud of? And this could be something that you've already achieved or something that you have a future plan for or you're hoping to do in the future. I mean, that's an easy one for me. I would say my kids <laughs> will be my greatest True. achievement. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm just really trying to set them up with those healthy habits and you know exercise yeah. and things like that um from a young age like yeah um yeah if my son has the day off and stuff like I'll take him to the gym like he can't come onto the floor yet but he's always like can I work out and I'm like, not yet but uh so yeah just uh yeah that'll be my greatest achievement I would hope <laughs> yeah 100 percent. and I think that's so important to note a lot of I the relationship that we have with food or ourselves, a lot of it can sometimes be that generational oh, if yeah. your grandparents or your parents were always dieting always wanting to be smaller always swapping you know pasta for zoodles or whatever it is you adopt that as a child you know or maybe yeah. they were always sitting on the couch always ordering takeaway you adopt that as a child too so i think that's such an incredible message and role to be setting for children yeah definitely it's the um when you know better, you do better kind of, kind of thing. Mm. So like, you know, I can't blame my, my parents for their lack of mm -mm. education around nutrition. Um, mm -hmm. But like, I know better now, so I'll do better. Oh, I love that. That's so powerful. So tell the audience, do you have anything exciting coming up that you're wanting to share and where can the listeners find you? Um, I have, so I have um, my eight week projects. Um, which mean a lot to me because I started them off as six week challenges and it was very mm -hmm. much like, let's lose weight quick. And the the word challenge and everything just doesn't align with me anymore. So 
they mean a lot to me because they've grown a lot with me as I've grown as a coach. So now it's yeah. the do it for you eight week project. And it's all about literally doing it for yourself. No one else like taking time out for yourself, doing it for yourself. Cause us as women, mothers, um, business women, all the things we do a lot for a lot of people. So just making it all about them. So that starts September 12th, which I'm super excited for. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, uh, Bailey Haslam underscore PT. Love it. And I'll put your Instagram in the show notes as well. So easy access to jump over and to check out um, the eight week program as well. That's so exciting. But thank you so much for coming on today and sharing so much insightful knowledge with us all. I know that a lot of people will be able to walk away from this maybe hopefully starting some strength training or starting to write some goals that they have towards strength training as well. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Naked Wellness Podcast. I hope that you are feeling inspired and motivated to start some strength training or to take your strength training to the next level. Bailey definitely shared some really insightful information with us today and I think it's really really important that we touch on all of the topics that we spoke about and just to understand the health benefits of it and how it can help to improve your life both and your health both physically and mentally so let me know what was one key takeaway that you got out of today's episode head over to my instagram which is kj wellness with three s's and send me a dm letting me know what that key takeaway is but do not forget to uh, like the naked wellness podcast and to also if you're on apple podcast to leave me a review but i hope you enjoy the rest of the day or the night wherever you are and i will talk to you in the next episode very soon until then you take care bye